spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details. Welcome to the Colton Collective Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Dave AC and the Sixth Doctor. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Colton Collective Podcast Commentary Series number two, series five. Is that right? Yeah, it is. It is. Due to popular demand, we're back again. We said we'd go back and kind of pick up from where we left off last time, but uh, no, due to the fact that somebody's dropped the ball uh, this season and they're not doing an official BBC commentary, I guess, until the DVDs come out. Dave and I have decided to help the BBC out and drink wine. Oh, and do a commentary. Yeah, and we're sp- unbottling the beast below. I didn't intro you yet? Sit there until you're introed, sir. Oi, oi! This oi. is Dave AC Ten. I love you now. <laughs> and you rule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so here's Dave. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. see, but, it's but, all but, lost but. impact there. Yeah, well, it hasn't because I brought my squire along to yeah. see to me. Yes. <laughs> it's not that kind of a show, Dave. Oh, right. Oh, you have a squire in, do you? Of course. We, we royals do. Okay. Well, introduce your squire to the court, please. We, and I use the royal we, introduce Roundel Thor, Mike, to the uh, downstairs brigade, but uh, I call him Randall Thor. Dovier on Tobias again, or in English, it's time to roll the dice. There we go. <laughs> Hello, off, with his, off with his head. Off with his head. Being, I, think being, I think the reason why Mike's here is because Dave's being unusually dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's got a head start on me, and Mike's going to be the only sober one by the end of the show. So, <laughs> deja vu. Yes. <laughs> said it again? Deja vu, I think. Oh, I thought you said that before. No, he pressed the forget button. Yes. Yes. If you're old hat to this, you'll know exactly what the deal is. And uh, if you're new to this, then where have you been all my life? What we're going to do is we're going to actually watch The Beast Below, and we're going to uh, do a bit of the commentary. So I will count us in, and we will hit play on our respective official BBC copies of The Beast Below, and you will do the same at your end. And we will watch The Beast Below, and you'll listen to the lovely commentary by Dave, Mike, and myself. And I'm being really, really wordy tonight. Yes, but that's all right, because I'm a host and I'm allowed to. Oh, and don't forget your wine. 
Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I'm drinking a Banrock Station 2008 Merlot, part of their Good Earth Fine Wine series. And if uh, anyone from Banrock Station is listening, yes, that was a plug. And uh, all plugs can be repaid, of course, by sending a case of four. <laughs> we accept bribes here. Product oh, placement. Well, in, that, in that case, I'm drinking a Naked Wines wine. It's got a very unusual title. Uh, 490M Cabernet Merlot from Victoria, Australia, 2008. 15%, which is why I'm uh, on a roll. Yeah. I'm drinking some vintage tap water and I'm not naked. <laughs> Spile sport. I don't want to know what you and your square get up to in your free time, Dave. <laughs> All right, before this goes any further downhill, I think we should begin. So, if everybody is ready, I'll give us a little countdown. And uh, when Tinkerbell waves her magic wand and says, Press play! You can press play. In five, four, three, two, one play straight into the view of the city yes it's a very nice visual at the beginning of this Devon Surrey Kent and in live from Essex it's Romana too (laughs) see what I did there yeah Yeah, I was a bit upset later on in this we had uh, Lancashire in the rubbish chute and there's something wrong with that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they must have an interesting diet or something I was looking at these desks earlier and saying I, I, back in New Zealand we had desks like that we probably still have desks like that I used to teach in a classroom with desks as old as that yeah. the thing is they never ever sanded them down and got rid of the graffiti from like 20 years ago I remember that in desks back in elementary school there was marks from previous students on the desks and for anyone <laughs> curious the hole in the desk is actually for the inkwell what's that and that's where you dip a pen in that doesn't contain ink you dip the nib in the ink yeah, that's where Dave used to dip, dip his nib <laughs> uh, here we go anyway back to the story it's oh, a yes, rather the... phallic key around his neck isn't it <laughs> the winders <laughs> Vader. Vader, yeah, that was strange. Yeah. Now get ready for the Life on Mars clip. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a, a bit stupid. I mean, Carl Wonder. His, his sister, his sister just got done saying, um, "If you go in there, you'll go, you know, down down the rubbish chute, basically." So he does anyway. It's like the it changes aspect there. It switches. Ending at floor zero. Zero zero. <laughs> Uh-oh. His oh. mark. Voice of the dams. We're falling down the shaft. I still haven't got the use of the theme. Yeah. Neither is the family. They're still kind of uh, at odds with it. <laughs> the funny thing is, I actually like the confidential theme better. <laughs> so do I. I like that theme. Oh, for Arc Watch that I'm keeping track of, the, Tim got his a, a mark of zero, prisoner zero. He went to floor zero. 
if zero is going to be a theme, then I'm keeping track of it. And that's, but I, I do. That's the one thing about the opening I like is that well, good with a logo spins and becomes the TARDIS. And yeah, I like that. That is a neat fact. Oh, here is a wonderful opening shot. Wallpaper. <laughs> you see, the thing is, is, is. I mean, they're they're hovering over Starship UK, and and uh, he's holding Amy Pond above him. Um, has he seen the crack yet? <laughs> I didn't understand that. Ian. It's Starship UK. The crack. Anyway, oh right. Yeah. What do you think I was talking about? Uh, pajamas. I don't know who you're shouting to, Amy. No one can hear you in space. Yeah, I'm in space. <laughs> no one can hear you scream. <laughs> When did the TARDIS drift over the ship? It wasn't there a minute ago. No, he was looking the wrong way, obviously. Yeah. We're getting a good view there at the uh, TARDIS console, console, aren't we? I like all the different switches that the Doctor actually uses on on that console. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand how she got back out there and closed the doors. I know, I know. I didn't get that either. Uh, no, uh, I think, I'll tell you what that is for. It's for the advert break in America to show that after the the, the, the break, the show that she can do that. Mm. Mm. I still don't understand. I love the return of the, the view screen. So do I. Now, this view screen is back. And I saw that last week. And, and, and I'm like, I bet that's the view screen. <laughs> and it's just fabulous. I, I love Matt Smith's Doctor. Absolutely love it. So do I. I, I love his, his his mannerisms and everything. I mean, the, you can see him when he's being the Doctor, and the the he's got this quirkiness thing with his hands and and, and everything, and, and the way he moves, and it's lovely. I thought that was very first Doctor in this episode. Uh, you know, because uh, that's what William Hartnell said is in the small screen. Of course, they were four by three screens in those mm. days. That's why he wore the ring and he kept his hands near his face right. and he, he he played with his you know his fingers on his chin and so on. Right, I love that bit where <laughs> she's standing there talking and you're listening intently, waiting for his reaction, and then he's outside. <laughs> he's like, come on! <laughs> nice wide shot of the TARDIS. I still yeah. haven't got used to. The the sign is backlit on the TARDIS door. Yeah, Which, I'm happy about the colour though. When I saw the uh, the promotional stills, it looked bright blue. But yeah, but the thing is, when they're up close, it's it's too shiny. I mean, I know it's supposed to be new shiny. and new and everything, but it's all shiny, and you can see shiny. the wood grain and everything, and it's like <laughs> shiny. Yeah. Now be observant, guys. Yes. It's this is the girl the on the night. It's the forty-two spaceship. Forty-two. Forty-two. I did love the the other bit where he go. She goes, "Oh, um, I'm I'm dead, dead," or something. He goes, "Oh, you're ch- you're a cheery one." Well, never mind, dead. He calls her dead. <laughs> like, oh, and I love at the beginning when he calls her pond. Come on, pond. Yeah. It's just this kind of, you know, they're not that close yet, and he's just calling her pond. Now, hands up, who knew what he was doing here? I did. I did. But I so love did this. I. And that's uh, from Red Dwarf and all these others where there's always vibration going on. There's an escaped fish. I think a lot. It's hard to keep track. He's doing all this stuff with his hands, and I love that. This was another young girl actress. Uh, fabulous little uh, mm-hmm. Hannah oh. Sharp, I think, playing Mandy. Mm. It's Mace Windu. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that a winder hanging around your neck, or are you just pleased to see me? <laughs> it's the demon headmaster. Yes. A lot of people on the boards were complaining that he didn't have a big enough part, but... No, I think he could have... You no, know, you're right. He should have had a bigger part, I think. Yeah. And I think this is where uh, Robert Carrie King was beginning to think it had a sort of uh, Sarah Jane element to it. Now, I thought when I saw this scene, because they were hiding a face, I thought, oh, it's River Song. This is going to be no, River Song. Yeah, because I, yeah, I, I would avoided as many spoilers as I could have thought. They've done that on purpose. Right. It's River Song. The only... Well, the, the, the episode description for this said that the Doctor was meeting up with an old friend. And, you know, that and kind of add yeah. with a river song and this the way that was framed right there right and plus the she she had very posh tone like like um like river song does kind of you know very clipped and precise yeah. but this is this is lovely and so untenant like yeah because tenant would kind of just go give a glib explanation whereas this doctor kind of gives you a a long-winded kind of, you know, um, full-on explanation. They certainly, I'll tell you one thing they do with Doctor Who, I mean, I know this is a quirky spaceship, but they don't try and have everybody dressed in silver and, uh, right. you know, the 1980s idea. Yeah. I mean, this is almost a, a parody of, 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 of Great Britain, you know. Um mm. Because it's like everything British crammed into, you know, just so that we can have our comforts of home Ooh, while we're I, floating through space. I just noticed everything. again. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, that little uh, wallet that mm, she's got. Yeah. It's got the uh, bees shape. And if in the first episode, they had the beehives again. Oh, the bees again. Arc watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, and if you look behind Amy, it's uh, the Queen Vic pub. From EastEnders. <laughs> that, that was a deliberate thing that they, you know, because it's essentially a British thing, and they so they put there. There's a man in a bowler hat sitting there, you know. Yeah. And they, and they, they already the have the set. The <laughs> Sorry, what was that like? They, they show that sign on the confidential. Mm. I, I like the way they designed this set right here with all the all the detail and mm. everything going on in the background. It, yeah. I like the way they did that. Yeah, I, I mean, spent it two is weeks on lovely. it. I think. It yeah. is lovely. It gives it. Uh, I mean, people say, "Oh, did they really need the chickens and the postcards and and all this <laughs> and that and the other?" But but the thing is, is it's that that fills them all the space. And without that, then it's nothing. You know, you can't kind of go half assed and say, "Well, it's not going to be seen on camera," because you never know what angles the director's going to choose or what he's going to pan past. And mm. I just love that about him. He's like, I had to bump it to her four times to get that. <laughs> so I jumped back because we were talking too much on the... On oh, the my pie electron. Yeah. 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 There's a hole. <laughs> Amy wouldn't be a companion if she actually listened to the keep out sign. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's a keep out sign. That means I have to keep out. Lockpick. <laughs> oh, Scottish, Scottish agenda. agenda. <laughs> All right, Stephen. 
the Scottish people in the world. You don't need to ram it down our throats. It's all about those Scots. <laughs> I have the gay agenda. I like that phrase. Long time ago, tomorrow morning. Yeah. But the, the only thing I didn't like about it is it sounded very practiced. Like he yeah. thought about it first. Because, I mean, that's a very difficult thing to come out with off the top of your head. But, again, you know. And there you go with the third face on the, the head there. Yeah. That it's two-sided, but yet it has three faces. Yeah, well, uh, I, the way I worked it out was that the 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 Grimmons face, when it's in the reverse position, then opens. But yeah. it, it's confusing. Mm. Conveniently placed torch. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, it makes sense with all the equipment there, all the all yeah. the tools. Yeah. Now it definitely did look like a scorpion sting, this, didn't it? Yes, it did. Yeah. It almost sounds very metallic. Which I don't necessarily understand, but, you know. Again, this was the bit that Robert said, Dark City. Because they, they used that in that to make them forget. Right. Here's the geography teacher in his uh, coat with his... <laughs> uh, the, I mean, I think we're probably going to nitpick this one a little more than normal, but... Um, why bother even having a mocked-up engine Exactly. To keep, to keep the illusion going. Why don't you just have a big door that says engine room and it's locked permanently? Where Some people would be in. curious. Yeah, but I mean, Try maybe, to maybe go, well, why can't I get into the engine room? Because well, you can't. It's the engine room. You can't go in there. Curiosity. Yeah, and then put a brick wall behind it or something so that it can't actually physically be opened. Then no, mm. you'll know. I mean, everybody's designed to forget anyway. They all know the story and they're choosing to forget. So why the need for a fake engine room? Speaking of fake doors, on one there's a building on at my university that has a door like that, a door that opens up into a wall. I've never figured out why. I like that. I think it was quite good how they explained the what. I mean, because obviously there are a lot of younger viewers of this. I mean, we all think it's for us, but it's basically for sort of, uh, you know. People like Ian with a mental age of eight, really. Yes. yes. <laughs> I just sit there squeeing all the time. <laughs> she, um, I don't know how you pronounce her last name, um, but Sophie. Uh, Okanido. Okanido. She's fabulous. I mean, when she's up in her in the the room that you first see her, um, she's talking quite posh and uh, and and here it's this whispered tone. It makes it sound different again. And then later on when we see her, it's yet again it's different, you know. I just think she's fabulous. I Liz ten. Liz ten. Which of course we will find out is Queen Elizabeth the tenth. <laughs> and yes, for all those interested, yes. Well, oh. <laughs> should I go there? Should I go there? No, the no. B and Peel ban us for 
the Black Queen. They are creepy, those things. Yeah, they are. Voting cubicle. The thing is, how do you remember how you found it if you press the forget button? <laughs> you know, the, fu the funny thing is this room here with these old TVs, it would never work if people hadn't seen films like 1984 and what yeah. have you, where where they do that. It's not steampunk, is it? It's sort of, what do you call it, Mike? Retro? Just retrograde, retro punk. Or, that's not even the term, but I'm coining it here. <laughs> oh! Um, <laughs> it's sort of 50s, mid... Just mid 20th century tech, yeah. 50s and 60s. I don't know what the term for that is. Yeah, it's, Unknown. It's, it's like uh, ba it's not uh, it's not steampunk. Oh. It's it's baker like punk. You, we, you, we, well, as I was talking there, I missed another arc clue, uh, arc or arc watch clue. The computer said her name was said that she was 1306 years old but if you look closely if you freeze frame and look closely on the monitor they display the number they show is 1308 so there's another two year mistake on her age and, and the, the guy on the announcer yeah and they did it in the con confidential too yeah Here's they did it in the confidential and, and um, what's her name no it was Piers and somebody said how old she was when they met and they both got it wrong well yeah, they both had years. a different answer you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah one said seven. One said nine. Yeah. But I think that was because of the two-year back. You know, they both knew if she you, was twenty-one now. Right. If you look behind the announcer to the left, you'll actually see the logo for Starship UK, and it's um, it's oh, a, right a BBC yeah. logo. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fabulous. It's like it's done with the same lettering. You notice the lettering later on too on various screenshots. When they're looking at you know screens and that and and it's and it's the uh, the old BBC kind of font type or whatever. And I like the fact that we learn that she's got a middle name now, Jessica. All right. Amelia Jessica Pond. All right. It's interesting to see to to really be paying attention to those things. This is where people get confused. Is yeah. Like she hits the forget button. And then all of a sudden, this video plays that she made, and people are like, "Well, when did she make that?" It's like, "Well, she just forgot everything." So yeah. this is it picks up after she really hit that forget button. Yeah, but it did say "message waiting." She didn't. I mean, obviously, she didn't know there was a message until it said "message message waiting." Yeah, but people don't get where when she had time to film it because, from her perspective, which is what they're showing, is she get she gets up and she hits the forget button. She doesn't remember everything, anything that happened before that. And so that's how we're viewing the whole situation. That's why you don't see her record that. Well, and you see another... Go on. I was going to say, that, I mean, even American presidents have used this excuse, I don't recollect that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another ArcWatch clue that it, later on we'll learn that the time that she missed out there was 20 minutes. Tie back to the eleventh hour, where the doctor had twenty minutes left. Yes, Mister Moffat's playing number games with us. <laughs> yes, he is. And way worse, way worse than Scottish. Scottish. <laughs> see there, you see with his hands. Mm -hmm. It was. Yeah. It's definitely first bit of first doctor. Oh, Troughton was pretty handsy. Yeah, but right, right. For later on, he says something. I am the doctor, 
which is sort of a, a mix between the third doctor and the seventh doctor, the way they would say right. it. See, the, it was a bad day, bad stuff happened. <laughs> I like that. And I believe it's a reference to um, the end of time, part two, mm. you know, bad day, bad stuff happened. And people are like, I thought the thing didn't recognize him, and there he is hitting the protest button, but he actually did stuff with the Sonic before then while he was talking. Yeah. If you would all pay attention. Yes. Yeah. Actually, that shouldn't have worked because the forget button had already been pressed. You well, that's the thing. He, already, he sonic the screen. He tricked it into allowing him to press the button. Right. I just want to know what happened to the chair. The chair <laughs> was out in the middle of the room. It's all right, love. It's only me. At that point, I almost thought it was somebody different. Yeah. Somebody else wearing a cloak and a, some lovely dialogue in here from the Doctor. A decoy, as it were. Right. I didn't make the reference with this that others had, you know, the uh, from um, Star Wars. Uh, but yeah. did anybody actually expect the sides to start enclosing in? No. No, not really. If you watch the confidential, they sh- it shows how they set that up and and how they climbed up a, this contraption to slide down that. It's that's quite a fun bit to watch on the confidential. Well, she hide that as well. And the fact that she yeah. didn't want to go down, she would. Yeah. <laughs> and Smith talking about, oh, this is usually I have to pay to go on a ride like an amusement park. <laughs> it's a tongue. Actually, I'm not thinking Dot True when he says it's a tongue. He looks like bloody Gromit there. Yeah, well, it's a Gromit. <laughs> hey, Gromit, it's a tongue. <laughs> but on the plastic ruby, it's just it's a... Oh, a bit of a noise off here. But you mm. don't want to go out there. Mm. And what's keeping the air in? Yeah. Oh, oh. And that's the thing is, we as fans, we sit there and go, "Oh, what's keeping the the air in?" And 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 when what happens next happens. Yeah, and also there were we saw those teeth and well, just. Oh, hang on a second. Yeah. That's my favorite line. Now, what did Liam say at this point? <laughs> this isn't going to be big on dignity. They open their <laughs> mouths. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Paul Wall is sick coming towards you, and you go, ah! <laughs> Take a deep breath. But I, I just love the way he straightens his bow tie and goes, yeah. It's going to be big on dignity. <laughs> you are covered in sick. <laughs> yeah, this was a bit strange, I must admit. This place stinks. That's not the pipe. Is that a letter A she's wearing on a bracelet around the neck? It is, isn't it? A for Amy. I just noticed that. Oh, so did I. Hmm. Me too. Two of them. Okay, I mean they're right. They're really, really cool, and the, the the work that went into them is fabulous. 
I still don't really get, get them. I mean, I know they're kind of guardians of the place and they watch everybody. Well, but... this, that, this bit surprised me, that them stepping out of the booths. All right. Well, I'd seen one of the trailers that, that, that they were actually standing around, and I was like, oh, yeah. Don't watch Naughty Here's Boy this. Tim. Don't watch <laughs> trailers. Here's Liz 10. Liz 10 arriving, guns a blazing. Yep. Lovely hair, Amy. Should you about the sick? That was very queen-like, the way she introduced her. She goes, this is such and such. Very brief. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. (laughs) Uh, Dog? Yeah. Ah. I know we've had ducks. I didn't know we'd had dogs. (laughs) Hair of an idiot. (laughs) They're back. Yep. And here's the explanation as to how she knows who the doctor is. List two. Night and exiled you on the same day. <laughs> and down! She kicks ass, just- I'm sorry. I wonder if the Queen went, yeah. I'm the bloody Queen, mate. Basically, again. I rule. Which is just fabulous. And, of course, the thing I referred to before, of course, that the BMP are going to be writing letters to the BBC is the fact that she's black. Yeah. Yeah. How could that ever possibly happen? She might be black. She's hot. (laughs) She's awesome. Sorry, Tim, but yeah. That was that was surprising, Tim. Surprising. Yes, I'm having a go at Tim. Sorry, Tim. Sorry. <laughs> Bad Timmy. Timmy, Timmy. Wait. Feeding my subjects to it. This is great. The 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 the, the laying the groundwork for the ending of her being as to why she's doing this and why she's waiting for the doctor and you know. And basically, it shows a lot because it's a reliance on this family story of of these things happening throughout her, her, her family tree. And her hoping that one day he will show up. The you man know? in the blue box. I didn't notice that before. When when he's watching her on the monitor, she's walking through like a palatial area. I hadn't noticed right. that before. But I mean... Um, I think this was more of a solid episode than a really great one, but they certainly say it was only a 42-minute one. They right. packed an awful lot in. Obviously, the Queen has a decent laundrette and a shower. Because everybody's clean and tidy now. Exactly. <laughs> On the walkover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably that stuff that they got in New Earth. That I missed before, and I'll have to pay more attention when he has that tone, because he was looking at the the, the mask. And it, so, how old are you then? It was kind of like waiting for the response that he knows is wrong.
And he's just about to explain to her that this was well done. Yeah, the 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 smilers were not well explained, and no. the 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 human the human smiler crossbreeds even less. Yeah, it was just they were thrown in there just for that one effect right there. Yeah, but it was well done. I mean, the, the it was. Yeah, I, I think the thing with Doctor Who is that a lot of the stories have plot holes. If you enjoy the story and you go along with the story, you don't look for the holes. Right. If 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 you do, then you can find them. Right. The fabulous thing there is, is, is he said everything to her in that room. She says, you can't do this. Uh, under whose authority the, you know, um, do you do this? I'm the highest authority. And he says, yes, ma'am. It's under her orders that he's doing all of this. Because mm. the groundwork was already laid at the very, very beginning under her orders. Mm. For some reason it won't eat the children. Mm. So do we forget it eats the adults? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's does. the exact opposite of Jonathan Swift's modest proposal. Where he, it's a it was satire that suggested eat the babies to save resources. Oh eighteenth century literature. Uh, the other thing that uh, somebody mentioned, and I don't know it was on actually on the recording, but uh, that's a little bit ood like, you know, with the ood brain. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it is. No, I think it was my brother-in-law, Gary, who said that when I chatted to him today. He said uh, he thought it reminded him of the, the ood, you know, with the three levels of ood. Mm. The torture chamber of the Tower of London. Mm-hmm. And that's what as somebody in the show mentioned. It's like it didn't get the way it was all like stone and everything, but it's the torture chamber of the Tower of London. Yeah. Just like the rest of the place, it's it's you know, it's uh, an iconic kind of reference rather than a you know, it's aesthetically done that way because that's what it is. And I can't believe it's just going up to, well. 29 and a half uh, nearly 30 minutes it's just rushed along oh yeah 12 minutes left yeah, I mean, yeah that, it is that, that, that's the thing about this is, is is it really it's quite poetic where they do this and and you can see that what they when they did this that they kind of were at odds with their decision they needed to escape the earth but this is what they did you know and so the place to, 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 to drive the, the 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 space whale was, you know, the torture chamber of the Tower of London. Kind of like a constant reminder of the bad that they were doing. Yeah. Even here, though yeah. the forget button and all of that, which we'll yeah. see here in a bit. But, yeah, just like the, her, her glasses of water on the floor, mm. another reminder. She is a good actress, this woman. Oh, she she uh, is. She She's is. Lovely. I've been on this throne ten years. 
So she only votes every ten, but everybody else votes every five? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, she's the monarch, isn't she? Right. Every other election, so to speak. Mm. He was fabulous. He was. Mm. He's a good actor. Have you ever seen The Demon Headmaster? No, it's a kid's I have show. Not, but I'm sure I've seen Lee, another thing. Liam, Liam would love it. Mm. He might be getting a bit old for it now, but I think he'd like it. All right. And this this shows too, because I mean, you know, obviously this has taken you know the three hundred years ago, and you can tell she's a lot more regal, not as rough and. Yeah, and we missed something there because we saw the, we saw the creature, and we saw none of those scorpion things pointed up, yeah. did we? Mm. None of them. Maybe what I'm thinking is maybe there are parasitic creatures that live off of it or something. That's the only explanation I come up I came up with. I like the design of the Starwell. It has, uh, its head looks like a looks like a lanternfish with the the lantern hanging down in front of it, mm. and it has yeah. like octop octopi like uh, tentacles on the back. Mm. It's a neat design, and especially uh, unless... at, at the end when we see it. Yeah, unless those actually are not, they're actually how it's hooked into the mechanism. So, like, there's lots of those actually acting as hooks, um, and where that was where the road works, where it broke through. But it's mm. basically a, a hook holding the, the carriage together, as it were. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I'm talking through this uh, quite important scene. Yeah. And this was good as well, the, the speech pattern here. Yeah. Because this presumably was recorded 300 years right. ago. Technological stagnation, if that's still current technology, yeah. though, 300 years. Uh, th- this might come very strange from me, Ian and uh, mm. Mike, but uh, I can't wait to see Amy in some clothes. <laughs> 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 I mean, she's been in fancy dress and now gym jams. I well, you like what, you were complaining about the fancy dress, sir. No, <laughs> I, I'm wondering whether she'd be in an Andy Pandy suit next or something. <laughs> a la Sarah Jane. Oh, and the doctor getting mad. And I can understand this bit. It's like, yeah, it's disappointing he didn't think of the solution, but it just shows that, that this one's got a bit of a temper. It's a bit of a short fuse, you know. Kind of like oh, sure. I mean, he's having to go against his whole principles mm. here. No, but I mean, the, the thing is, he, he turned on a dime on her. You know, he he said, that, oh, yeah, watch this and watch that and do this and go explore and everything. But now he's mad at her for already for a decision. Ready to send her home again. It's like Eccleston, you know, oh, you stupid ape, you know. I almost expected him to actually say that. Mm. I like that line right there. Yeah. Mm. This. I love that. I mean, everybody did it, but I love that. Nobody human has to say to me today. Yeah. Yeah, humanity because humanity has let him down. Humanity is constantly let the doctor down. Well, the whole point, yeah, and also he's also saying that if he if he does this to the whale, part of he him dies as well. Mm-hmm. 
humanity got themselves in this situation and they're not getting themselves out. Tap, tap, tap. (laughs) I wonder what parts they are of it because it seems to be aware of its surroundings there rather than just yeah, a finger or or anything. Some sort perhaps, of visual input or something. Perhaps when you know people are fed to it, it's some sort of um, sting that sort of immobilizes you and makes it painless, so that it can you know you, you're devoured, but you don't feel anything. Then we see it again. Last of its kind. Mm. Yeah, you see, if there any Scots on board, she wouldn't have been as quick to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you when you stop tortured. Yeah, you can you can always hear um, Catherine Tate say that. Um, sorry, uh, I should say uh, Donna Noble say, "Yeah, when you stop torturing the pilot." <laughs> yeah, do, I mean, do you think, was... guys, when you listen to this, this might have been one of the pl- uh, the scripts that was rejected in the past, and they've they've dusted it off and cleaned it up? Oh, and... It's, a, it's a Stephen Moffat one. Which could well, be one of his. The basic story idea for next week's episode is one that's been held held back for a few series. It was supposed to be a David Tennant story, but they kept it back because they didn't want to use it yet. Now you see this? Did you see that way? We could see him looking through that. We I got that mixed up with the uh, the uh, the angels mm. uh, one. The Weeping Angels episode. Yeah, you know, when we're looking, when they showed the clip of the other city, the two cities mixed together. Yeah. He's he's kind of backpedaling on that one. It's like it's it's quite nice. He's like, you could have killed everybody. You could have killed a star while. You saved it. I do apologize for the sound quality, folks. You can't quiet. Yeah. I apologize for the sound quality. Can you still hear me? He will make recompense by buying himself a new headset. Yes. Hug time. Uh, oh, somebody <laughs> on Gallifrey Base complained about the hug. Really? Really? No. It's like, grow up. How old are you? People I mean, will just... complain about anything. I know. 
Uh-huh. There's no, that's not sexual at all. No, it's like there was nothing sexual, nothing romantic there. It was a hug between friends. Yeah. <laughs> big day tomorrow. <laughs> Always yeah, a big day tomorrow. Yeah, I skip the little ones. I like that. God, it does look brand new there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. It's jarring. It's like... Uh, well, I hope they let it age naturally. Yeah. It's, it's jarring after seeing it the last four series and it was old and here it is all brand new yeah. the TARDIS yeah still had time flights arrows sticking in it yeah <laughs> telephone telephone is someone oh. going to enter the phone <laughs> duh it is the phone folks <laughs> Oh sure, let her answer it. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that uh, like he he runs in there and starts doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just like answer that phone, would you? <laughs> well, that's to have this mixed conversation, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Which prime minister? The phone is very kind of eighties looking. Yeah. Seventies, eighties, you know. <laughs> Which British one? <laughs> Jack Till. Hello, dear. <laughs> Hello, dear. Silhouette. Now, that's... That, the, well, I mean... Uh, I was going to say he doesn't know when, but of course, obviously, it's Winston Churchill, so he knows well, I'm somewhere when. Lock on to that call. Right. Yeah. Oh. After looking at this again... Uh, the the TARDIS was flying above the city. I if you look through this, it covers the city. The shell covers it completely. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the tail, but you're right. There's a crack. Next time on. Which is that you? The war room. The Ironsides. Power of the Daleks, right there. I am your servant. Soldier. Was that a metallic sound when he hit that blow? Yeah, that's what I thought. Planes flying in space. I don't know how I feel about that. Hmm. But they've got some kind of shell around them, which is interesting. Never mind that. Are you liking the music a bit more now at the end? Oh, It's alright. How dare they talk my DVD? (laughs) How dare they voice over with a over the rainbow promo on our Doctor Who? <laughs> How dare somebody talk all over Doctor Who? Oops, what music? <laughs> oh yes, I see what you did there. Yes, BBC MMX and there well, we are. what a That's ride! Done. Again, I'm sorry for the mic problems. I don't know what's wrong with the tar. I wasn't problematic. <laughs> I know what it is, Ian. Every time you swivel your head round like a smiler, we get the uh, <laughs> we get the noise. Stop swiveling around. You my angry face. I'm, I'm trying to stay as still as possible, and the thing is, it hasn't done this for like two weeks, and now it's playing up. So I think it might be time for a new headset. It must be a crack in the time-space continuum. I've had enough of your crack. 
<laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that certainly motored along, didn't it? I know it was a short oh, it episode. It starts and off I... quite quite slow, and I mean, you've got that nice little floaty scene, and then and then when they arrive and they're sitting down and they're watching and he's explaining things, and then away it goes. Yeah, you know, it just takes off, you know. Boom, 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 boom. And, and then in classic Doctor Who fashion, Doctor and Companion go their own separate ways, and there we are. They meet up but, again, and then, yep, sorry, Dave. Yeah, I was just say, uh, as thank, thankfully as uh, Ken Deep from Podshock fame will say, they haven't gone the route. The second episode is not a historic one. Right. We've gone into the future on the second one, so we've broken the mold already. Yeah. This this is definitely. Um, I mean, I, I've said it before, uh, Russell T. Davies would go to absurd lengths just to set something up so he could have a clever line. Right. And and I do feel as though this has been a bit contrived, this episode, basically to put the companion in that good light. You know, first episode established the Doctor, second episode established the companion, and it certainly has done that. For me, this is very much a gridlock type of episode. Uh, yeah. That was the opposite way around, of course. The face of Bo being the beast above, keeping the people safe below. This is a switcheroo. But Mm -hmm. um, uh, Darth seemed to think, uh, well, he he has a lot to say about this episode, not all kind. But he seemed to think that one of the problems was it had quite a few editors on it. Now, I don't know the background to it on that. But um, it seemed to to gel as an episode, whether you like it or not. I, I don't want fairy tale episodes every time but for setting up Amy Pond as a you know the this the spunky companion or whatever you want to call her mm-hmm. it did the job oh yeah and I mean that's the other thing that always gets me and and I mean on the Colton Collective we all get together and we're fans and I expect there to be uh, rampant discussion on on Oh, they missed out on this, and this is the a bit of continuity that they messed up on, and and what happened here? Essentially, this is a kids show, mm-hmm. well, family show, but the core audience this, this is being aimed at is a lot younger than any of us are. Um, and the only reason why Liam picks up on these plot points is because he listens to us on my dad. Actually, my wife was the one who brought up about. Um, if there's a wall of sick coming at you, why have you got your mouth open? And so, of course, <laughs> Liam latched onto that. Um, yeah, I mean, he wasn't like, oh, that was an awesome episode at the end. So, I mean, um, but then again, I'm turning him into a Doctor Who fan, so it doesn't really count his opinion anymore. I mean, I do like him to come on and say what he thinks, but unfortunately, I'm schooling him a little too much. And, of course, if I make a comment, then he picks up on it. Um Rather than just allowing him to watch and 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 enjoy, <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm turning him into a fan. Yeah, but I mean, I, I've watched. I mean, because of doing some audio and this, that's probably about the fourth run through for me. I don't know about you guys. It's the third Second run for me. It's the third full run through for me. I did some little bit runs, trying to um, remember some lines that I liked. Like this isn't going to be big on dignity. Which I've, I've got to try and isolate because I want to use that in the show at some point because that kind of sums up the Colton Collective at, at points. This isn't going to be big on dignity. Exactly. Yes. But uh, having said that, a very respectable second episode. Oh, yeah. it, it didn't knock it out of the ballpark like the first, but oh. it did do the job it intended. Uh, we, we, we've the, the road is mapped out now. We've got the thing established uh, and 
I don't know. Um, a lot of people are very, very excited that the Daleks are back. And I think this is probably the most excited I've been about the Daleks being back for some time. Right. Whether it needed to be this soon in the series, I don't know. Right. Yeah, that's what gets me. Whenever I hear people say they're excited to see the, the Daleks back, a lot of those people are the same people who say, oh, the Daleks are overused. They're used every series. And right. here we are in the first full series since series four, which had a Dalek story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're at the end. Stolen Earth, Journey's yeah. End. Huge but, army of Daleks. But, I mean, the, the the thing with this one, I think, is is it's an interesting one. It's not just, oh, here we are, present-day Earth, the Daleks are doing something. Yeah. This is, we're back in time, during yeah. Churchill. Mm-hmm. Back in um, World War Two, and, and the Daleks are being used by Britain against, it's like... That's the thing that makes it. It's, it's an interesting storyline. Yeah, it's and an nobody, interesting setup there. Yeah, nobody has a problem with the Daleks being there as long as it's a decent story. Yeah, I, I'm now that we're out of the Davies era. I'm hoping that who 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 wrote this episode? Uh, I don't know who wrote this episode, but I'm hoping that they're the Daleks are represented as a threat again, as something to be feared, right? And something to be avoided. Mm. And towards the end there for the. In the in the tenant era, the the Davies era, the Daleks lost that. Mm. Right, and I'm right in thinking this is again a single episode, isn't it? We, we yeah, don't have any episode. double. Right, so we, we've got this, and then the, the, the well, I don't want to give any titles away later on, but do we have a, a couple of double episodes in this, or is it just at the end? Yeah, this is a single up a single episode. Then following that, we have a two parter. Right. Oh, that's the the the, the song. Mm-hmm. Written a two-parter written by Stephen Moffat. Right. right, he's writing an awful lot in this. He uh, is, and that's a lot more than than, than Russell a dare attempt. Yeah, that's but he had a year. To get, he had a year to True. get it out. I mean, let's face it. By the time episode one had started, uh, they were only doing what do they call it when they do the uh, the post audio uh, ADR. ADR. They were only, they were doing the ADR on episode twelve or something. Mm. So they really had a comfort zone where I remember listening to some of the confidentials in the past, and literally they were getting it wasn't a print, but you know using that vernacular, mm. they were getting the print to the BBC about an hour before it actually aired the episode. Right. I mean, yeah, I, like when Planet of the Dead was just about to air, I remember seeing Russell T Davies on various morning talk shows over in the UK and they were just they hadn't even finished the final post-production they were just doing color balancing which is usually the final step in production yeah. and that was maybe a week before Planet of the Dead aired wow uh, I mean yeah uh, I mean I, I get what they do with these uh, as a fan I don't think it's necessary because we understand as fans what the progression is, you know, Doctor and Companion, blah, away they go. Um, in the old series, people would just wander into the TARDIS, and lo and behold, they're a companion, you know. Oh, yeah, my mum and dad are standing outside, but, yeah, I'll go on a trip with you. You know, it didn't really matter. <laughs> there was no real long-winded explanation, you know. Um, and sometimes you would get companions that just showed up with no explanation whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And who the other way you? around. Who, who are you? You've got short skirts on. You can come. <laughs> And the other way around, uh, Dodo, who disappeared with no explanation. Yeah. So, but the, the, they've got intent here, I mean, and, and yes, I understand. That, you know, we're building character now, and this does a lot to build Amy's character. 
her uh, willingness to explore and you know, un, un, you know pick that lock to see what's in in that uh, tent. Why not just cut the tent open? But you know, uh, <laughs> no, you go undo a padlock um, or just lift the thing up and crawl underneath. But yeah, I mean, the first episode was to the doctor had to prove himself to the companion. This episode was the companion had to prove herself to the doctor. Yeah. And it's understandable, and I get it, and it's fine, because I'm, as I've always said, I'm not rough on Doctor Who when it comes to this stuff. It's like, yeah, I'll point out the the obvious failings or where it's something I didn't really didn't like. Um, but for the most part, it's like I'm happy Doctor Who's on, and the thing that sells it for me is Matt's uh, performance. <laughs> I could, oh, I, could, I, could, I could I could give two hoots about uh, about uh, about um, about Amy Pond. I uh, don't really care one way or the other about her. Um, it's not important. The Doctor's important to me. So at least this has been a quicker setup: one episode for the Doctor and one episode for for uh, for Amy to set those yeah. characters up. Unlike you, I was just remembering back to series three with Martha. We had what about four or five stories because it, we had Smith and Jones, where the doc at the end of that the doctors had offered to give her to take her on one trip to uh, in exchange to for a past. Yeah, and then he said, and then, "Once to the future." Yeah, yeah, once to the future, once to the past, and that turned into, of course, uh, the first four episodes ending with the, the Dalek two-parter, and then at the end of the the very beginning of. That Lazarus experiment was really the end of that introduction, and it was, what, four or five episodes. Yeah. So it's quicker this time around. Yeah. And then she got the key, yeah. 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 Which yeah. Amy hasn't been given a key yet. No, I don't know if he's going to be quite so symbolic with, with, with this. Um, don't know. No. Because it was, it was a very – it was something that started with Eccleston. It was like, okay, here's the key. This is important. You're getting a key. So then, then it passed on to tenants. So I don't know if Moffat will keep it up. I mean, it would be something I'd be quite happy for them to gloss over because, I mean, in the classic series, nobody ever had a bloody key. Yeah. You know, actually, when I was just watching, because I've been kind of been going back in time and watching uh, classic episodes, I just got that Time watching. Flight, didn't they give a key on Time Flight where she had to go and... I don't know. But it was only Lent to go and open the TARDIS or something. Right. But the thing is, is in... Uh, spearhead from space. The brigadier tried opening the TARDIS with the key, but uh-huh. it would open for him. That's right. Because it would only open because the doctor had, you know, if, if the doctor had it. So, um, yeah. yeah, I've been going back in time and watching stuff. I, I just got done watching Tomb of the Cybermen the other night, and it's not bad at all, actually. Charlton's fabulous in it. Oh, he is. Scary one, that. Yeah, especially that that scene with the the Cybermen awaking in their hives and yeah. breaking free. Classic scene there. Yeah, I mean it's not as great as as history would tell us to the Cybermen was because it got lost. Yeah, but it's still a good it's it's a good episode. You know, it's not like oh classic. You know, herald it and hail it and beg it its grovel at its feet. But it's always like that. I mean, uh, if you watch an old football matches, as you would, people in America would say, uh, soccer. You know, you, you know, a greatest goal ever scored, and the ball sort of skids about. It looks as though the film's in slow motion. Mm. You know what I mean? And you think, gosh, that wasn't a brilliant goal. But of course, the the football weighed about five times heavier then, and yeah. uh, you know, they, they wore clog clog nail boots and. Uh, 
uh, it's a wonder they could even kick the ball. But right. it's the same with this. I mean, uh, when you think the conditions under which these were were made, uh, and when you think that uh, uh, they've had a, 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 the luxury of a year to get uh, 30. I mean, it, even in the States, people doing Buffy or, or Smallville or whatever, they have a quite pounding schedule of getting... 26 episodes i think they have to film each episode in eight days right. as far as i understand it so they're sort of working six months non-stop so i really feel as though they, they've had the time to get this right right yeah that, that tight production schedule it's the same thing with the discovery channel show mythbusters i've heard jimmy and adam have said several times that they have about a week to to turn around each myth so you know it's the tight production schedule there. They have a week to do each yeah. myth. And well, that's, uh, I had never heard that before. And I, I, I always wondered, like, they, you know, they get, they get to the end of the, this one and the, they run out of daylight. And I'm like, well, why don't you just do it the next day then? Yeah, that's, it's that's the reason it's, why. Yeah, it's their production scheduling. and yeah. But, I mean, they, they, I mean, things are as tight now as they were back then for Doctor Who. It might be a little freer, especially with this first series, but... I mean, David always said it was it was always kind of you were always on the go, um, and it was you know quite grueling schedule, but it was Doctor Who, so it was fun. So I can kind of see. I mean, things are going to pick up from here on out for these two, as far as you know, doing this. But it's good that they've got this time to kind of perfect the chemistry, and and you can tell by some of the media that's gone out that they are quite close as a as a pair yeah that's and what matt smith was saying in the confidential that yeah. you can't help but become close when you're working together like that yeah um uh, they're quite fond of each other and then and before anybody goes ooh, they're dating it <laughs> seems more like a brother-sister relationship at least that's what um what uh karen has said it you know she looks at them like a big brother and they do kind of carry on like like that you know Throwing stuff oh, at each other. it's a bit like us guys. Group hug, group hug, <laughs> group hug. I think that that that, that uh, once Dave gets into into his hugging mode, it's time to call it quits for the night. So, <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed our uh, next edition in the commentary series. Uh, by the looks of things, we're going to keep up with this um, uh, new series and and do commentaries. Goodness knows when Dave and I are going to get back and do some of the uh, the earlier episodes, uh, but we shall see. Those will be little surprises along the way, I guess. Um, not quite what we were playing for the commentary, but BBC let us down. If you want us to stop doing these, that's fine. We'll stop, but do your own commentaries, please. We'll still drink. You know, that's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll drink. You can do the work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll drink while we listen to your commentaries. That's fine by us. Alrighty, but uh, some of the references you will have heard in the commentary relate to the show that we did earlier today, which you can listen to on iTunes or on TalkShoe, show ID 54821. I'm doing this because Dave's probably too drunk. Uh, you can go to iTunes and look up Coltum and uh, subscribe to the feed there. Otherwise, uh, yes, as I said, talk shoe, or there's many other places that Dave has us seated around the internet. Uh, actually, probably as you drive by on your you know, your uh, Sprint website or the uh, the Apple website or something, 
it'll actually deposit an episode of <laughs> of the Colton Collective right into your desktop without you even realizing it. He's that yeah. cunning. <laughs> yeah, I'm cr- I'm cracking the internet yes. a second to time. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, on that note, there is nothing really more to say then. It's good night from Randolph Thor. Good night, everyone. It's good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night, everybody. 